0: War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePetro Show. Best lawn ever guaranteed contact lawn doctor of rhode island today now you can call them 401-392-1025 get a quick easy quote the best thing to do lawn doctor of rhode island they have a great website it's easy Lawndoctor.com. dot com lawn doctor dot com then just put in your zip code get a quick easy a quote your best lawn ever guaranteed take get part of their premium eight service program early spring spring lime late spring summer grub prevention early fall fall late fall Lawn Doctor online at laondoctor.com. thing to the John DePietro show, folks. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. It's Monday. Folks, what a hot weekend it was. The weather far more comfortable this week. This portion of the program brought to you by PR, Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop and see everything available annuals, perennials, trees and shrubs, hanging pots, 10 inch, 12 inch, moss baskets. Hanging Impatience, pansies, marigold bags, large selection, beautiful patio pots, vegetable plants and herbs, tropical mandevillas, hibiscus plants, screen loom, mulch available, pickup and delivery, mulches, dark pine, black hemlock, crushed stone. They are a full-scale nursery. Everything you need to make your home a showstopper. Gift certificates are, are available. They're open seven days a week. Located 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. It's PR landscape materials and garden center. Stop in and see them. Well folks, uh if you visit the website, to petro.com, we have a lot of stories up and, and one of the things obviously that just continues to dominate is the census fraud. I want to applaud um John Lugo, who's running for uh lieutenant governor as a Republican. He put out a statement uh and it reads as follows I applaud him. He's the first Republican to call for he's demanding investigation into census fraud. He writes, this past Friday was reported our census data was off about 5%, just enough to escape by the Supreme Court's 5% ruling to hold its second congressional seat. 5% equals nearly 55,000 people, which is more than the total population of East Providence. Rhode Island not the only state, Minnesota also have accounted. Um, if any state's population within a 5% margin, a mistake, quote, can be made to round up without ramifications. So he released the following statement to be direct. This is not a glitch. 5% increase should concern all Rhode Islanders, entire United States, Congressman Jim Landry, and illegally voting on behalf of Rhode Islanders for two years now, changing the direction of the nation and in causing inflation. What we need now more than ever, rebuild trust in our government. Wall Street Journal suggests congressional oversight hearings. I believe the state should open its own bipartisan investigation immediately to determine how it could get it so wrong. Instead, leaders are either blame, praising themselves or passing the blame. Our leaders, such as Nellie Gorbet, just blamed President Trump for use of the 2020 census as a political tool, all while her chief of staff was on the census committee. Gina Raimondo appointed the census workers, including Dr. Scott and James Diosa, co-chair of the census, who just self-praised his work, also blamed President Trump. Ridiculous. In Oneyville, Sabina Matos District. Which he was on the city council census workers handed out twenty dollars to illegals to fill out the census paperwork total cost of approximately eight hundred thousand was passed out to illegals to claim their residence of rhode island it appears our leaders would rather sacrifice harder and taxpayer dollars to quote fudge the numbers than fix the real issue now i want to give credit to he's on the providence city council i've interviewed him in the past the defund the police protesters uh, went to his house the summer of 2020 but listen to john igliosi was on 10 news conference and listen to he's the head of the providence city council john igliosi weighing in on census fraud
1: My take on it that you have to do it correctly on the up and up and legally and it's a black eye. it's terrible it does uh, debase uh, people's um, trust in government and how we do things and it doesn't matter if they're as they put it, oh, the reason why they want to, if the reason was so, you know, important, like, oh, we wanted to keep a district, right. or we want to get more money. You have to do it re- fairly and honestly. And to me, that's just unfair, and it's inappropriate. Yeah, is-
0: The uh, The one to watch here, that's Johnny Igliosi, the head of the Providence City Council. I want to give him credit for that. The, the one to watch here is that James Deosa, the former mayor of Central Falls, because, you know, Johnny Gliosi has it right, folks. Where they're basically trying to state is well you know we had to do this because it was important you know they as i've talked about the ends justify the means mentality very very dangerous if they're willing to do that what else are they willing to do for the ends justifies the means that's the problem uh does anyone have confidence that these people that if they felt it's in the best interest as they think of the democrat party it's the best interest of the state it's the best interest of blah, 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 in order for them to fudge the numbers. And ra- Who's to say they wouldn't do that with an election? Uh, I have no faith. If you have faith in our election process, then, you know, you need, you need your head examined. And on top of that, more importantly, uh, this, this was not an error. And anyone that's calling it an error, you know, Mayor Alorza started to say, oh, yeah, the error was on the part of the census people. Well, I haven't seen that anywhere. I don't know where he has that information uh but what you need to understand and i can also understand that some people don't fully get the significance of this uh that some people in fact um feel that you know that they they don't fully and i get that they don't fully understand just how this affects them but you have to recognize it's it's the highest levels of of our government that were involved and they were willing to commit fraud and not a small fraud uh 55,000 people that's you know as john lugo that's not a that's not a glitch that's no you're fudging the numbers as the wall street journal said that is rigging the census and they have motivation to do it um how how about the fact that uh the the fact that the silence of people like governor mckee and others now it's funny last week someone was mentioning to me that block island that they were going to have some problems on block island because they voted they don't want to have to pay for the the state police and i'm seeing a headline mckee says he'll reconsider what to do about police state police staffing on block island see the thing about the governor is people know that he'll just cave um he will cave on on a number of different issues he he doesn't stand strong on it so the the fact of the matter is uh that's just another example of that uh governor mckee now again but he's completely silent on this census situation now but it's fraud when you have people in positions of power high positions high positions of power in rhode island and they're willing to do something like that i i think it's also interesting keep in mind that ultimately the census falls under commerce secretary yes gina raimondo falls under her purvy as commerce secretary and so she knew it needed to stay right in that vicinity of about five percent because then otherwise it could be so i think it's interesting folks it's kind of like as i've told you in the past sometimes when you know, when they—many um, times there there are people that—you you can be pulled over for suspected drunk driving, and then they do the test on you, and you had two drinks, but you blow an 05. As long as you're below a certain level, you're fine. Many times in the field of performance-enhancing drugs, it's not that the, the athletes don't take them. You can take a masking agent, and you don't have to be completely clean out of your system. You just have to be below— a certain level so if if let's just say there's a certain substance and you're, you're supposed to be below I'll, I'll stay with the 0.08 and they give you a masking agent so you take all these different performance enhancing drugs but then when they test you it comes out that you only have 0.07 you're still below the 0.08 it doesn't mean you weren't taking anything it just means it wasn't at the level that could cause a red flag i believe uh, ultimately, that that it it it's it's you know it shouldn't come across to anyone how they fell right below the threshold that would cause the state police and and others to look into it. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show. It's brought to you by Propane Plus for all your propane needs. Call Propane Plus today four zero one eight eight five forty two zero nine. Especially if you're a business, a lot of restaurants now are using propane for heating lamps and outside lights and so forth call propane plus become a propane plus customer 401-885-4209 in massachusetts 508-252-3359 three generations they've been doing this so they're available 24 7 they are for online billing and all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment propane plus 401-885-4209 you are listening to the john DiPietro Show to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, depetro.com It's right on the uh, top left-hand side. Folks, it is time for our segment, Politics This Week. Joining me, he is the managing editor Anchorising.com. It is our friend Justin Katz. And uh, Justin, I, I'm in no rush. <clears throat> I want to walk through this as thoroughly as possible. Um, the What we learned last week uh just to go back, it was a year ago, it was April of twenty-one, when the state wrote down, they announced how excited they were. They had kept the Langevin seat. He believed he was gonna lose the seat. That's why there was actually a lot of speculation by Congressman Jim Langevin. He basically stopped campaigning, raising money because he thought the state was gonna lose the seat. Somehow, miraculously, they claimed that uh we had all these new residents, uh forty-four thousand residents or somewhere of that. Well, That was then, this is now, Rhode Island did keep the seat, but we found out that, uh, as the Wall Street Journal headline, who rigged the census, that Rhode Island did not gain 44,000 new people. There was actually, Rhode Island's down 10,000 residents, if everything accurately had been handed in, the state actually would have lost a congressional seat. And there's a lot of different elements to this, but I want to just start off in get your reaction to uh, this story that I believe is uh, is just beginning, as a matter of fact, and that is uh, certainly, as the Wall Street Journal quoted, who rigged the census?
1: Well, I, the first thought I have is, is, is it this easy? I mean, is, it, is it this yeah. simple?
0: I mean, remember a year ago,
1: it wasn't just that Rhode Island surprise caught a seat. It was at, as late as, I think, December of 2020, the estimates were still that Rhode Island was going to lose the seat. I mean, that was yes. the, it. Wasn't just that we were surprised. You know, after ten years, we finally counted everybody, and we were surprised we had gained. It was no. A few months ago, the people who were tracking the numbers said we were we were down, and now suddenly, boom! This revision after uh, Biden. Took the White House and Raimondo became his Commerce Secretary, who oversees the census. Uh, a few months after that happened, suddenly, boom! All these we've got this this population that keeps our census seat, and a a bunch of federal money as well goes with that. Um, and so now, a year later, it's just oops, <laughs> we overcounted. You know, we'll just oops, we'll just revise it back down to what it was originally predicted to be. I mean, it's just so feels so blatant that there ought to be ought to be some kind of accountability for it. and I, One suspects there won't be.
0: Um, the what we've also learned is that the Democrats had asked for a delay. So instead of the census information being turned in at the end of 2020, when the Trump people sort of would have been there, you're exactly right. It was not until then Biden took over. Raimondo was there. Um, and just so people understand, Justin, here's there's so many different facets to this, but let's start with the fact that basically, the way it's being portrayed, the Providence Journal had a headline census error. There were 55,000 people that they put down that either double counted or for whatever reason kicked out. We still don't all have all the details as of yet. Um, and and then you know, with the Providence Journal calls it you know census error, taking them at their word. Wall Street Journal, I think called it accurately and that is that no someone rigged it this way don't you find it interesting the lack of curiosity i mean that is the highest levels this was you know governor Ramundo was appointing people dr scott was a co-chair uh james diosa the mayor, former mayor of central falls was was a co-chair of this huge committee you and i have talked about it. i've written about it but just the lack of curiosity on behalf of those involved, whether it be Nellie Gorbea, who the census, I believe, falls under Secretary of State, or even Governor McKee, Justin, there's no element of this camp, you know, there's no way that this happened. You know, we went through the numbers, they're all accurate. Um, What I find, you know, astonishing is the lack of curiosity to get to the bottom of how were they off by 55,000 people?
1: Well, sure, and it's not even just that amount. It's 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 that that's a, that amount made a big difference in keeping the congressional seat. It's yeah. it's not just it's not just you know a small tweak. This was the third highest uh, error, so to speak, in a country. And on that, note, by the way, I've written on Anchor rising. All but all of the the top five states for for overcounting residents were were Democrat. Run states. Uh, the, uh, four out of five of the ones who were undercounted were Republican. You know that kind of thing. It's that the lack of curiosity is very telling. I mean, you you know you know absolutely if if the situation were reversed and yep. Mississippi or something ca- kept a, a congressional seat and a bunch of money by cheating this way, you and it was all Republican states that gained by this these errors. I mean, you you know that would be a nationwide controversy. There'd be calls for impeachment of the president it would be it would it would they it, the left would be ramping up which means the mainstream media would be ramping up the talk of the lack of credibility and i think that's another important point where the silence is just not acceptable it's not just oh we don't find this interesting it's this this is really damaging to credibility my first reaction and i know i'm not alone was well look if they're going if they're going to rig the census in, with the federal government involved in order to keep a congressional seat how often are they already rigging elections in order yes. to keep this seat or that seat where, wherever wherever a republican in this state can possibly get close maybe they just flip a few seats who, you know, who yeah. knows it's, you know it's hard to tell and you i saw you online where we're rightly going after john Marion of common cause and i oh. think that that really to me marion kind of shows you know 10 15 years ago he was kind of like the reasonable leftist insider <laughs> around here you know the one who's actually concerned about you know process and making sure every other rules were followed but now it's just i don't know if he's changed or if if and i I believe back then he used to push back against his national organization of common cause on some because they wanted him to be more extreme but I, i don't know if that's gone out the window or is we're just in a range where you know yeah okay whatever you know making jokes about it oh well can't take back the congress seat that's it's definitely costing the state in, in people's belief in the system. And I, I don't know how we possibly could, particularly with this coming out at the same time we're we're talking about changing vote laws to make cheating extremely right. easy in the elections. Yes. I mean, it's just, we're, we're, we're sort of watching our, our democracy slip away in Rhode Island and, and nobody seems to care except a few of us.
0: The, um, and again, folks, our segment is politics this week. Uh, we speak with Justin Katz, managing editor at anchorizing.com. Justin, many times for those that tune into the Sunday shows the way I do, you know, you'll see a representative from either the White House or let's just say it's, you know, someone from the cabinet. And then, you know, you'll see them on this week with Stephanopoulos. And then you flip and, up oh, there they are on Fox News Sunday. Boom, then there they are on Face the Nation to Meet the Press. That's because as the White House was getting requests from, you know, the Sunday shows for some something in the news. That's who they send out kind of on the circuit. And they just do. And then even CNN does a Sunday show. Then it's like one after another. Well, what I noticed was, was Marion was the one out in front. It's as if they tapped him. Um, he was the one on Channel 10. He was the one on Channel 12. He was the one going on the radio. Uh, he was the one being quoted in the press. It's as if those in the committee, he's no longer in my mind, an impartial good government group. He's almost now, it's like he, to me, he gives them cover as if they send him out, as if, you know, his credibility is beyond reproach. I find it very interesting that he knew exactly, you know, how it could be rescinded when the Supreme Court decided that. Um, but something that was very telling was the statement that was quickly ushered out by James DeOsa, former mayor of Central Falls, who was also the co-chair, and Justin, if you read it, it was it was such a telling. The ends justify the means, you know, like, you know, maybe the, there was nothing more important to us than to with, with, hold on to this seat. And there was we were all nervous about the Trump administration. He was almost basically saying, like, you know, if we did something we weren't supposed to, it was it was, you know, in the end, it, it was worth it because we had to do this. Justin, I, I always find it very dangerous when you have someone in a position of power, especially a government official, when they develop the ends justify the means results, uh, there's no telling where that ends. And that means, you know, did we put in extra mail ballots? You're damn right we did because there was nothing more important than blah, blah, blah. And then there's such they think of themselves as such crusaders. But I found his language. uh, You know, I won't apologize for the work we did and I mean, it was almost like a confession, for crap, out loud. I just um, i thought it was very insightful to how they they think and operate, which is, you know, maybe we have to cut some corners and do this or that. But in the end, you know, what we had no choice because we're the ones on the right side of history.
1: Yeah, you know, I I've, uh, i think I've said it before. Something happened during Trump's presidency that, that yeah. I think a lot of people on the left, they just said, you know what? We're just letting it fly. We're just—we're just, we're just going to be honest about about what we believe, and we, we don't believe in a process anymore. And I think that's that's what we're seeing here. It's just this idea that, you know, we had to do it. It had to be done. And it, it does show you, even apart from that honesty, that that new refreshing honesty about how they're cheating. Uh, the, the fact is, there's a lot of incentive for them. If it's that important, that we will cheat. Right. Just think how important they think elections are, the census that's is. Right. I mean, that's that. Good there's point. a lot at stake and people really need to pay attention to that. But I do wonder, you know, there is a chance and I've seen this on a local level to some extent. It yeah. takes a while, but this could backfire on them in that, you know, their allies, particularly on the left, may, may at this point kind of like it. All right, fine, we cheated, whatever. We got it, we advanced our cause. But at some point, Somebody, people are going to be on the outside of one of those cheats, and they're going to remember how honest they were about about their incentive to cheat when it was the other people, when it was conservatives or Republicans or whatever Donald Trump. And I think it, they should they should keep in mind that losing trust in the system cuts all ways. It's not just that you know the republic the Republicans in Rhode Island are going to give, lose trust and stop voting, which Democrats would probably prefer everybody loses trust and then it just becomes a power game. And I think we're starting to see that in so that a political co-op and Matt Brown, it's, there's no, there's no honesty. There's no trust. There's no playing by the rules. It's just all about getting power. And I, that's a very dangerous place to be. And they, I, they're, they're oblivious I think to that
0: danger. Folks, we're going to take a qu- very quick break, much more ahead politics this week with Justin Katz, managing editor anchorrising.com right here on the John DePetro show j perry paving folks you can depend on j perry paving they provide high quality fair pricing exceptional service over 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving residential paving seal coating patios and much more call them today for a free quote 401 732 1730 j perry paving they are tremendous they also how about this? Once a month, they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran. And remember, whether it's a brand-new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, call J. Perry Paving for a free quote. It makes a huge difference in your property, in your home, in your driveway or patio. 401-732-1730, J. Perry paving 401-732-1730 you can also find them on facebook they're terrific hey get that driveway paved call and book an appointment now 401-732-1730 for jay perry paving our segment is politics this week with me is justin katz managing editor at rising.com justin i want to just stay with the census for a moment because then when you really step back and you look at so governor uh governor amundo basically from my understanding appointed this committee i find the choices uh the, the the people selected now when you step back and look at the way how you know there's all political insiders there matt jerzik's on it uh you have uh, pat crowley's on that but at the very top they have dr nicole alexander scott who's supposed to have you know credibility and then co chaired with that james deosa who is the the mayor of central falls who i hear is just a yes man and basically they were Promising him a lot of things, um, I posted. He did get a chance to go to the White House, and has a picture with uh, the president and the first lady. He wanted that, but you step back. If Doctor Scott is willing to be part of, here's what I want people to take away from this: It's one thing when you have that rep in Pawtucket, Tubin, who you know was doing all these various things in Channel 12, basically exposed it. This is large scale. Uh, leaders of all different fields. Secretary of State's office was represented, um, obviously, the head of the Rhode Island Department of Health, and then all these other, quote, insiders and leaders. This is a large operation. And the fact is, let's just look at Dr. Scott for a moment. Justin, if she could be part of something where they submit that they're off by 55,000, why should we believe that the numbers that she was reporting to us on COVID, what, why should we think that that was accurate?
1: Uh, that's a great point. I mean, what, what this reminds me of, you know, that we, we talked a moment ago about how the Biden administration revised Rhode Island's numbers up, and now they're sort of saying, oops, and in, in a sense, revising them back down. That's the same thing that happened with uh, COVID hospitalizations and, and yes. that sort of thing in Rhode Island. I mean, what, they were going down, going down, then suddenly, oh, we're not, we're no longer reporting people who are in the hospital because of COVID were reporting people who are in the hospital with COVID. And suddenly the numbers went up and they stayed up. And then a year later, what they do? When they wanted the numbers to go down, they revised it back and said, okay, we're only going to count people who are in the hospital because of COVID now. And the numbers went down. And it was about the same 25 to 30%, if I recall correctly, in both directions. And that's that's exactly the same sort of method, right? Which we're, we're going to adjust the numbers when we don't need yeah. them up, we're going to revise them back down to where, we, where they maybe should have been all along. That I mean, you, you cannot trust them on anything. I mean, it's just the, the incentives are too strong. I mean, you, you start to have to connect those dots, particularly, you know, as you bring in Alexander Scott, you know, you, you have to start connecting those dots. It was hugely in the, in, in the, in the interest of Democrats, which includes the, the, pretty much the entire bureaucracy of government, which is, you know, whatever, a multi-trillion dollar affair probably at this point, if you tally it all up. They had a lot of incentive to disrupt the last election and that's what COVID did. And you see this now and them wanting all these, the voting rules that they're, they're changing. You know, they, these are wish list things for them. We want to be able to cheat. We want to get rid of signatures. We want to get rid of witnesses. We want to get rid of that. And the other thing, an ID, they wanted to do it for years and they couldn't get it through. They got it through with COVID and now they're pushing it as a permanent thing. And so, you know, that's, that once this trust starts to collapse, it collapses across the board. And honestly, it's hard to, you can't assert with confidence that it isn't that big a deal. As you say, I, I, I mean, almost like a conspiracy, as you say, the, this is across all the federal state governor, governor, Secretary of State, Department of Health. I mean, this is a very broad and bringing the nonprofits like Common Cause. Everybody seems to be in on this and it really seems to carry through and then the news media, not covering it as much as you'd think they should. It really does contribute to this sense. And one of two things has to be true. Either these people are completely incompetent and should be nowhere near their power, whether in media, the government or wherever, or they're working together to create their yeah. political outcomes. And frankly, yeah. the incentives, as I was saying, are so high for, with these things. All that money, all that power, the incentives are so high that it, the competence thing, while I don't think many of them are competent at anything outside of stealing from taxpayers and the people, um, the competence thing doesn't quite explain it. It seems much more likely that they really are working together, cheating to just take the country in a direction they want to go that the people don't necessarily want to go.
0: Folks, again, our segment is politics this week with me is Justin Katz of <clears throat> Anchorising.com. Justin, on top of that, you know, the, the two different people I spoke to over the week that made very good points. One is they created a committee that in some ways you use the expression, but it was too big to fail. You know, where would the state have been with the people that they put together? This wasn't a group of, you know, not 10 volunteers. This was, if they had quote failed, what would that have meant this this basically was the democrat party the establishment that's number one number two as someone else pointed out you know ramundo got there last basically march into april by that point everything had already been submitted um and then we got the results last april but for this new round that they went through all the information and then had to release that rhode island was over by fifty-five thousand. this person said can you imagine if ramundo uh, tried to massage the numbers a little bit, and it was actually worse than this. And and we were actually the worst state as far as the overcount. I think that's a real possibility, hmm. but I want to bring this home for the listeners, something else that they've done. So if Rhode Island had lost the congressional seat, and you're exactly right, power, millions of dollars, jobs, influence, it most likely would have gone to somewhere in Florida or Texas, uh, far more areas of growth. And, and more than likely, obviously, would have been a Republican seat. Well, not only does Rhode Island keep it, but Justin, but here, those extra people that were then knocked out, well, they put them, in my understanding, in in Rhode Island. And we just went through, the state just went through redistricting. So what they've also done is, let's just say you have some growth areas in the state where there's far more development The past few years than they've been in the past let's just say a place like boroughville or let's just say a place like north smithfield or you know lincoln where there's been a lot of building what they've also done is instead of giving those areas another representative they are keeping the reps in providence and you i you and i both know you know by keeping the reps in in providence they keep a democrat if some of these seats start to go out house seats in rhode island started to go out to let's just say like a borough bowl or north smith Field. well th- then you have the possibility to have more republicans at the state house so i see this also as it's kind of a double whammy because then they also solidify their local power base
1: no that's that's a good point um that it filters all the way down and who knows you know where if, especially because they were bringing those, those votes in through efforts door to door, as and and giving out money in the urban areas that vote largely Democrat. And the, and you're you're exactly right. If you when you tally up votes, if you ever go through all of the representatives, each of them represents multiple communities, and uh, it's like. It feels like half the half general assembly is from Providence, uh, yes. and that's that's a uh, that's a definite swing for it for is. Democrats, and it's it's hard to overcome something like that. And that's yes. as we've discussed before. This is how it goes. It go, the, we run the gamut in cheating, right? It goes all the way to those very minor, you know, very subtle process. Things that keep the, the thumb on the scale all the time in a constant way, all the way down to liter- literally now seemingly, seemingly just changing the numbers to suit themselves. That's that's the gamut, and I, that's one of the what you're pointing out is definitely one of the the larger ones. Fewer Republicans means less less pressure on policy, less likelihood that that they can even mount a challenge on, say, a budget where you that's their one area where they can sometimes make some get some pressure applied. And that's, that's definitely an incentive for the, the Democrat insiders, as you say.
0: And, and one more thing Bob, before the break, I just want the listeners to understand you think of important documents that are filled out uh, people's tax returns, maybe a college application. This is high level of government. You know, you have Dr. Scott's name is going on this. They were appointed by the governor uh, secretary of state's office is involved they're submitting this information to the federal government. I, I think what's so astounding, Justin Katz, is if they're willing to rig what they were, then our government, the Biden administration, kicked it back. You guys, you know, they kicked out 55,000. That was a fake number. Um, that is like being audited. But my point is that, that I, you know, I just find it sobering. If they're willing to do that, and again, it's all under the guise of, out of the box, Gorbea issued a statement. She was blaming the Trump administration. That James deosa they're blaming the Trump administration. You, you're exactly right. Something happened during the Trump administration, his four years in the White House, where they just felt it, it just became the party of the ends justify the means. Whatever we have to do, we know the right thing to do. We can't let this happen. Therefore, if we have to cut corners, fabricate, do whatever – you know we have to make this happen uh too big to fail blah 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 i i just find it's real insight to how they operate uh folks quick break much more ahead justin katz our segment is politics this week right here on the john debito show re coogan and heating folks call them today at 401-732-6562 it's coogie re coogan heating for plumbing heating and cooling listing as we're transitioning right now from spring into summer you want to make sure your cooling unit is going to serve you and your family your employees well this summer re coogan heating as kook says we're helpful trustworthy reliable explore our services let us into your home don't fix it alone whether it be for plumbing maybe a hot water tank call re coogan heating today 401 401- seven three two sixty five sixty two four oh one seven three two sixty five sixty two hot water tanks and especially let's make sure your cooling units are ready for what's going to be a hot summer look for them online re coogan dot com and also on facebook re coogan heating 401-732-6562. portion of the program brought to you by the kui in Check them out on the website, dipedro.com, the Coïcid Inn or an Island Tradition. Since 1977, located 226 Coïcid Avenue in West Warwick, whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge, whether a nice dinner or even just appetizers, there's always a great crowd. You can link directly to them, and gift certificates are available. The Coïcid Inn, 226 Coïcid Avenue in West Warwick. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz. We need you at anchorbrising.com. Well, Justin, last week, Channel 12 did release first polling that I've really seen uh, that actually it's been released this year. And let's just start with the governor's race. Your reaction. Governor McKee, 25 percent. Nelly Gobey at 23 percent with margin of error, basically in a dead heat. Matt Brown at seven percent, I believe, right around there. Helena Folks coming in at six percent. And then that Daniel Monez at four percent, 37 percent. Undecided does seem high. I like how they pointed out that in 2014, when there was a Democrat primary, there was only a 20 percent undecided. But what is uh, what is your interpretation, your reaction, thoughts on this gubernatorial poll that was released?
1: well yeah, I think it reinforced the internal polling garo released not long ago you know saying essentially they' yep. she's within striking distance it's, it's essentially point. a dead heat and I that's the McKee people can't be be happy with the numbers I mean it's it's just so close it might as well be a tie and all those undecideds it's not a good a good thing for for McKee he, one Whoa. one silver lining for him is that his support is among you know the the demographic indicate he's got the sort of establishment people who just vote Democrat because that's what they do, the over 60, that sort of thing. And they're much more likely to vote. So there's the the practical gap is probably a little bigger, but that also means Gorbea might have a lot more upside. And it kind of shows how, how important an issue like abortion is to, to the Democrats because it's, I mean, that's, that's to swing to the left and motivate the younger women basically. And that's, that's Gorbea's strong suit. So I I think that's That's where it lays. And I think we, we see some reason why McKee has been been much more apt to pretend to be progressive than I, a lot of us expected him to be, which which what? could bite him in in the end when when he he loses the support of of the more conservative uh, voters.
0: What do you make of the fact that um, and this is also important also because the campaigns do their own internal polling, and you're exactly right. Nelly Gobea, whoever's doing the polling, it seems like their numbers are almost like right on the money. Um, I also want people to understand why the undecided is bad for the incumbent is normally undecided's break for the challenger. It sounds like people have already made a decision on on Governor McKee. But Justin, what does this say about Helena Oaks? Number one, I'd be very curious to know what her internal polls are, but she is within the margin of error of Louis Daniel Moniz, who's basically not even running a campaign. I think that is someone... You know, you could still make the argument it's still early, and they want to make the argument that's still a large, you know, undecided. If you're Gorbea, uh, you know, you, you could start to, if you could cut into that undecided and maybe even get half of it, you're you're well on your way to just to at least, to, you know, be in the lead. Great, and now it's all going to come down to ground game. But what is your take on where Matt Brown is in Helena, folks?
1: Well, the thing that surprised me with the folks, and keep in mind the numbers are small, but she did worse among women than among men which was surprising to me which means she's got to she'll have to take that vote from Gorbea which seems extremely unlikely and so I uh, what I would expect her to start doing is looking for a way to to trade for favors or something in order to to you know, trade her vote give it to Gorbea for example and for some kind of promise of something that would that's what I would expect from folks Brown's just in there to, to be a disruptor and he's, he's doing an okay job I mean he's He's, he's not much higher than, than the people who are hardly campaigning, but, um, you know, it's, it's keeping him in that, you know, top four kind of looking like he might be able to do something. Um, but he's his I think his goal is mainly just to keep the focus on the issues he cares about, which he's, he's succeeding in
0: doing, even though he's, he's not a very credible candidate. Good point. It also, <clears throat> I think it also just shows we're so lacking for, local media to do some form of, of polling i mean at the very least if channel 12 if they weren't partnered with roger Williams and you know they're posted joe fleming for better or worse at least they're doing a poll as we've talked about in the in years ago you know brown used to do one um i think at one point you know i remember in the very beginning daryl west used to uh actually work through channel 10 and then so then you had two television stations doing polls but at the very least at least we have one now in the second congressional district, they did a poll for the Democrats that are running for that Langevin seat. the Republican side, it's too small a, a field to try to poll. But Seth Magaziner, and another point Justin someone pointed out, if the census hadn't changed, Magazina would you know still be in the governor's race. I think it's interesting that you know he you know was polling somewhere up there, 15, 20 percent, somewhere in the mix a little bit. You wonder if that went anywhere, maybe didn't go anywhere. But he, as much as the media people want this to be, I think, a competitive race, uh, Democrat nomination, the primary for CD2, I I believe magazine is sitting atop at 33 percent, 50 percent. I know people are saying there's a large undecided, but I I just don't I don't see anyone making a serious move on him. Um, Granted, there's some time to go, but it's, it's not late, but it's also certainly not early.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think the, the connection to the governor's race is interesting because Mike Ziner is clearly, I mean, he's got 50% of voters over 60 in that, in that poll. So he's kind of the establishment Democrat in that race. So he would have been taking from McKee uh, and really would have had a, in a governor's race, really would have had a, a shot. I think he would have been the, the contender to beat yeah. in that regard. Uh, and so he moved over to district two and I, but I agree, I think he's, he's, Probably going to walk right into that that nomination at this point. I mean, it, the undecided. Yeah, it can break, but I think I, I think it, it tends. It doesn't break 100 percent. And he's so far ahead at this point um, that I, I don't think he's he's going to uh, he's going to see much challenge. But I think you you see why perhaps. Morgenthau, we, as we discussed, I think last week, her yeah. ads are essentially I'm an establishment Democrat. <laughs> it's not even I've done this. This is me. He, get to know me it's hey i'm an establishment democrat too and i think she's probably looking at similar polling data and saying i need to eat into magazineer to to get any progress cuz she's not going to beat the more progressive candidates so i think that's that's probably explains her her attack but i don't i don't think there's much chance anybody's going to take magazineer
0: you know what's interesting about that sarah morgan thought is i saw she was uh, did an interview with channel 12 newsmakers and you know what, when you're a newer candidate, because, you know, she hasn't been living in Rhode Island. She doesn't really know a lot of things. I thought the journal, that first story that basically said her answer is kind of almost verbatim mimicked if you just Googled it. Um, but when she did the interview, they when there are people like that, and, and there's just nothing they can do about it. But they strike me as they approach the interview like they're, they're taking a test. And And there's a difference between someone who's really in the mix and someone like that, because... When they're, they're asked a question, I I observe anyway, it's almost as if they say, oh, good, I know the answer to that one, you know, <laughs> as if, like, they're going down the line for almost like a job interview. Um, they're not really talking policy. They're just trying to match up, you know, oh, good, you know, I prepared and I was ready for it. It doesn't mean it's being effective. It doesn't mean you're making a headway. It really just means you're you're getting out of there and, you you know, you didn't trip up or anything like that. One last uh, office that was polled was um, – Democrat Party, Lieutenant Governor, I, I see, Justin, uh, a, a possible pattern here. and certainly a, a big undecided, but that seemingly that Cynthia Mendez is doing better than Matt Brown. But uh, Lieutenant Governor Matos is in the lead. But I could almost see where Matos and Mendez kind of split the vote. And that could actually be an opening for that representative uh, Deborah Girio.
1: Yeah, Rogério's number so she got 13 to Mendez 12 and Matos 21. I mean her numbers were the surprising thing to me. She she's the only one actually who who's stronger among female candidates. I'm not sure that tells you anything at the this level of numbers, but it it, it gives some indication she may have an an in there, uh, particularly as an alternative to the other two who might cancel out to some extent. But it's also notable that the two challengers combined are are higher than Matos. So she's got a lot to do to convince people. And as an incumbent and again, the establishment candidate, she's not performing very well in it, this poll. So I, I think Matos ought to be, ought to be somewhat worried. Ought to be somewhat worried given, especially given her, her sort of partner McKee's
0: uh, performance. Yeah, she, um, I, I, I mean, I don't think she couldn't get any more visibility than she's had. I think uh, the situation with the lieutenant governor, number one, I you know, there is a, another candidate who's entered, but he just wants to do the cool moose thing of get rid of the office. I think that really is watered down now. And if anything, the argument's thrown out the window simply because we saw, as much as everyone can argue, the office has no importance. We just witnessed what happened, which was the governor left and then, you know, governor lieutenant governor McKee became the governor, but I, I believe uh, Justin Katz that Matos her whole focus is just Providence in trying to win the primary. I, I'm not sure she's electable outside of Providence. She was on the Providence City Council. You, you, you check her schedule; all her events are mostly in in Providence, and I don't, I just don't see that she plays that well when you go to places like Lincoln and Barrington and, and Warwick and Johnson and Cranston. I I think her whole foundation, I believe, in strategies to try to win the Providence primary. Now, also, speaking of Providence, Justin Katz, amongst some of the um, census information that was revealed, something that I found interesting was it's just something you don't uh, normally see in print. But a third of the population of the city of Providence, they say, are foreign born, but basically are in the country, in the city, illegally. They were in 2016 uh, close to 54,000. I spoke to someone and said, yeah, you know, six years ago, very conceivable to say that's probably now, you know, a thousand people a year, at least maybe moving in a year, could be more. So said, you know, cause there's a thousand people a day that moved to Florida. I uh, said, yeah, I'd be comfortable saying a thousand a day, a year so at the, on a low end. So w- what does it tell you though, Justin, that basically there were 60,000 people and we know all we hear are there are problems with immigration and you can't, you know, they get to take the test and it takes too long. So what does it tell you the lack of coverage that basically 30 percent of the city of Providence or so 60,000, a population of 180,000 are, quote, foreign born and it gets no coverage in the press?
1: Well, yeah, I think they're they're probably cheering it on because they think it's going to benefit the preferred party, but they but they yeah. don't want to they don't want to acknowledge it. They don't want to draw attention to this. I mean, it is in in some regards it goes back to I mean it, it goes back to our early conversation about the incentives they have. I mean i've I've mentioned often Lawrence, Massachusetts, where it it really I call it a company city for the government yeah. because the only industry left is government, and so what they need to do is draw people to the city so they can charge other taxpayers at the state level and federal level to. Provide Services to them, and that feels like the sort of direction that Providence and Rhode Island are going. They'd rather just bring in people who they can give services to, and it creates a whole lot of incentives. There's billions of dollars worth of jobs, and and so on for insiders in doing that. And so I, I think that's really kind of. Uh, what, what you're starting to see and they assume they'll get the votes once once they manage to get them to vote some <laughs> either by getting them citizenship or, or allowing non-citizens to vote which some some municipalities are starting to discuss across America but I think that's that's what we're seeing just this huge incentive and so then the local media no nobody, nobody really has uh has a reason to dig into it because the the conclusions are pretty obvious you know they'd rather be able to go after say Tucker Carlson for for acknowledging that Democrats have this replacement theory approach to politics. I mean, that's, it's just kind of obvious. And you, you see it in that situation. It's not racist to observe it. It's just in the numbers. It's what they're, it's what they're doing. And, and it's almost, I saw you posted a, a page from a report about the citizenship question. And it, one of the things is it would be devastating to participation to have a, a citizenship question on a Providence census. Well, what does that tell you? They know yeah. They know that if people were afraid that they they might be caught, if they reported their non-citizenship, they know it and they they like it. They want that number and they want it so badly they were willing to cheat on the census by all appearances to make it happen. And so even better if they don't have to cheat, except to the extent that inviting in illegal immigrants to to be residents of the state and consume our services uh, is 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 there. I mean, that's that's kind of the fundamental level of cheating that that we've sort of legalized. And if they they brought attention to it, people might start saying, you know what, that's not quite how this ought to work. And I mean you mentioned how Rhode Island kept its its congressional seat at the expense of other areas. In effect, you're you're disenfranchising voters in those areas, in Florida, yes. Texas, or locally in Burrowville or wherever it might be developing more rapidly than say Providence. You're disenfranchising them by increasing the representation in a place where people who aren't legally in a country or at least aren't eligible to vote live. That is disenfranchised. That's reducing the votes of citizens for the benefit of non-citizens. And that's that's kind of where we are. But, but the mainstream, especially in Rhode Island, doesn't want to admit that.
0: And finally, uh, Central Falls has announced they're going back to mask mandate in schools. It's hard to believe. Here we are a week before leading into the Memorial Day weekend. Um, do you think that that's gonna spread to other districts as well?
1: You know, I, I think we're so close to the end, I, I'd be surprised Central Falls yeah. and Providence, they're they're kind of under the sway of their unions and the left and so they'll get away with that Good kind of point. stuff. But I mean, I all mean, oh, those poor kids. I mean, I've seen, I have children, yeah. I've seen COVID recently going through the schools and to my experience with, with no exceptions, and I, I could be wrong, so I don't want people to take this as medical advice. To my experience, with no exceptions, there has been nothing. It's It's been like a fever for a couple yes. of days and a little bit of malaise. Many parents wouldn't even notice this kind of thing. You know, it's just right. you get a little nervous. You put it through a thermometer. Oh, uh, 101. OK, now I'll test for COVID and I will I find out you, you have COVID. That's it. That's all they get. And so I I think it's. The idea that we're going to be putting masks on kids, I, I don't think it'll go much beyond the
0: real core urban areas where the progressives really control everything. Folks, he is the managing editor at AnchorRising.com. It's Justin Katz. Justin, excellent as always, and we will talk to you again. Thank you, John. Always wonderful. Time means grill time. And for the best grill, get a new grill. Stop in and see my friends. J's Broadway Appliance and TV. J' s yes, Broadway Appliance and TV, located 47 Cedar Swamp Road. That's Route 5, Smithfield. You can call them 401-949-7800. Springtime, summer. This is the best time to grill outside. They have a great selection on grills. They also have a great selection on all appliances. Family-run business since 1963. Remember, you're going to deal directly with the owner. And they will match or beat any package deal when it comes to appliances. Do you need a new refrigerator? How about a new dishwasher, washing machine, dryer, oven, microwave? Jay's Broadway Appliance. Look for them online at jsappliance.com. Also on Facebook. Springtime, summer is grill time. Stop in and see them. They're open Monday through Friday from 10 to 5. You can make an appointment for more personal Saturday and Sunday appointments jay's broadway appliance and tv 401-949-7800 better yet drive in and see them 47 cedar swamp road route 5 in smithfield brothers disposal call them today 401-688-0517 brothers disposal get a dumpster in your driveway you can clean out unwanted belongings maybe clean out your garage clean out your basement clean out your attic Old toys, old things you don't even use anymore, old furniture. It's so much easier when you have a dumpster delivered right to your home, and then they'll take it away when you're done, whether it's for a weekend, for a week, for a month. Brother's Disposal. Call Brother Roland today at 401 401-68-0517. come on brother call brother's disposal look for them on facebook they have those purple dumpsters they're also now offering weekly trash collection services call brother's disposal today whether it's a small household construction project or maybe just cleaning out some unwanted belongings get a dumpster in your driveway or business brother's disposal 401 517